everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Yaoi Reddit. My name is Laura Petro, and I'm one of your hosts. My name is Maggie Gates, and I'm your other host. And this is the podcast where we are rereading young adult novels from our youth. Now as 20-somethings living in Chicago, we are best friends, and we are your hosts. Uh, you are catching us on part two of the first book of the Uglies trilogy. So it's we're not, not book two. We just were part two of the first book. We're just so excited about this book. And there's just so much to talk about, so we're giving you more episodes in less time. There is. And not the most important, but also very important, Laura and I are wearing Playboy Bunny sweatpants, and we did not coordinate them. We're so in sync all of the time, on and off the mic. That's just how it is. Little spice that we wanted to add to your life, um, probably to make your Wednesday better. So you're, you're welcome. welcome. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll do a little. We left off part one. Mm-hmm. Part one of the book ends with, you know, Tally gives in to Doctor Cable, and she's like, "Yo, here's all your information." Doctor Cable's like, "Cool, you're going to the smoke to to destroy it for us to to out all these people." Mm-hmm. And Tally's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what?" Yeah. Tally's like. <laughs> And but she has to go ASAP because if she's gonna make this believable, she would have had to have left on her birthday at midnight four days ago. So she's got some days to make up for. And so they give her this fancy ass hoverboard, uh, and they also give her a a silver locket pendant. And most importantly, 32 packs of spaghetti. Spag bowl. Spag bowl. We'll get to that. But the the pendant they give her is a a, a little tracker device that's only activated as a tracker when she holds it up to her eye. So she's supposed to go to the smoke and activate the tracker and the necklace. Yeah, there's a lot of things that special circumstances really could have done easier. For example, why not just make the necklace a tracker? Well, because then they would have found it on their bug machine, remember? You know what? I finished this whole book and I still... Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. But we'll get there. Because right now we have to go on Tally's journey to the smoke. Yep, and this is when I realized um, why I am a pretty book person, as <laughs> I will say. is because if there's uh, nature and they're going through a journey and there's no plot or drama, then I don't pay attention. Oh, yeah, it was 50 pages of like very pretty scenery. It was really pretty. But I was like, at a point I was like, okay. It was just basically her going through Shay's like clues and being like oh i see that this makes sense now and then it'd be like but i don't know what this one means and then she'd get there and she'd be like oh that makes sense now and then she'd go but i don't know what the next line means i think visualizing the outdoors is very hard especially when they start having things happen that are either a battle or they're doing something tricky or oh no the earth is moving and tectonic plates are shifting yeah. and then I get I get confused if they have to explain the placement of their bodies I can't picture anything in my head yeah they'd yeah be like, ocean I'd be like ocean okay and then they'd be like but I'm flying over the ocean and my left leg is angled at an 80 degree and I'm like you lost me you know and I got really started getting a little confused when she was like she would be falling yeah. I'd be like, is there just pits in places? I did not know. And then, like, it was, like, kind of explained, and I just kind of kept picturing, like, a deep, dark abyss, and I was like, I don't think that's what it is. <laughs> like, I was just thinking, picturing, 
like huge crack of blackness and she's just plummeting down it and I was like that does sound scary but I don't think that's what Scott Westerfeld meant to write no absolutely not Tally takes an 11 day journey on which it's 50 pages where we are just confused uh but I the the, the biggest you know a discussive question I had about this and Maggie and I talked about this where I was like where in present day U.S. is she and I think she's on the east coast like going up California because she's like near the ocean yes and then and then Shay later says something like oh if you take the wrong turn you'd be halfway to Alaska by now which makes me like think she's like going to Washington or something it makes a lot of sense that new pretty town would definitely be LA right everyone is vapid and hot there exactly just like us Exactly. Your host of Yeah, We Read It. Thank you for listening. <laughs> so she has to show up fast. She was supposedly left on her birthday. And then she was given all of this uh, spaghetti bolognese. I don't know. How do you say that? Bolognese? bolognese? I thought it was bologna. Bolognese? But it was spelled a fancy way. No, it's like it's like a type of spaghetti, like a meat sauce. It's like bourgeois bologna. It's, you know, it's like, it's, you know, you know what we're talking about, listeners. If you know, you know. Uh, so she has to, like, eat all of this, like, freeze-dried spaghetti, essentially. Yeah. And the way she's getting there is Shay left very cryptic message that was directions. And the first place she shows up to, pretty easy in the riddle. It's the roller coaster yeah. in the Rusty Ruins from the last book that is missing a track in it. So there's a gap. Where her hoverboard kind of stops working for a little bit because there's no metal there. And it's basically like, oh, okay, go past the gap. Yeah. So she keeps going past it, and then they're like, well, and then there's a metal that goes, there's a roller coaster that goes for a long time. And it's a railroad and track. it's a railroad track. And then it's just, it's just a bunch of stuff like that. Uh, and then she sees a helicopter at some point. And I wrote down in my notes being like, is this a helicopter? And then we don't find out till later that it was a helicopter. Because, like, she's never seen a helicopter before. I do like that when she is traveling and the first interaction that she has with the helicopter is, like, when the one where it's, like, at the first gap, make the first mistake. And that was where we probably yeah. both got confused. Because she jumps off the bridge and there's something missing. And after that, she, like, lands in the river. So she's just bathing in the river one day, like, kind of naked, being yeah. like, la di da di da She's like, I found like. shampoo in my bag. Yay! And <laughs> at this time where she's just, like, in my head, I'm picturing it. She's, like, bending over naked, like a little... A uh, goblin woman in the in the in her I river. I pictured that too. Like she's like, and the and the helicopter comes and is like whoosh, <laughs> and it just yeah. like rattles everything around her, and she's just naked. And isn't she also drowning at the same time? She's not drowning. She's trying to stay underwater. Is at least what I read. I, that makes sense. Um. Okay. And then the, the clues kind of start getting more confusing. Um. Because then she like is looking for like firebug eyes and she takes a nap in a field of flowers and then wakes up and the entire thing is on fire yeah exactly and she's like hovercraft no 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 because the hovercraft is spreading the fire at the same yeah. time yeah and then she's like trying to run away from this like helicopter but they're like following her and she's like freaking out she's like i can't get caught and then we find out that they're like uh, park rangers and like this flower is deadly because it like kills all the vegetation around them so they're trying to like control it Yeah, it's a very coded but very obvious metaphor for the entire book because it's this thing that, I honestly don't know flowers, so maybe this is a big thing for our botany fans, Um, but they are putting out white tiger orchids because Rusty's learned how to genetically make this rare flower plant and 
they just kind of kept reproducing it. And now it's like, oh, well, this beautiful thing became such a mm-hmm. frequent commodity, so now it's not special. And it just kind of grows like weeds. Yeah. And now they have to, they have, like, rangers to put out the weeds because it kills basically it, everything. Yeah, it, it reminds me, there's, like, this, uh this plant that grows on trees it was like imported but if it like grows on a tree it kills like a tree instantly so it can't grow anymore mm. and um nick pointed it out to me because he like watched a documentary and i was telling you all about it and i was like that's so sad because like there's no cure for it like yeah so it's just like they just kill all these old nice trees and it's yeah. mean and that's what this reminded me of and it um, said that it was they've been dealing with this for 300 years yeah. which we don't really have like context or a timeline in these books but again this is very heavily a metaphor for the pretties of like you have all this pretty thing and then there's so much of that they have created by a man-made thing that it becomes a weed so i'm wondering if that was around the time when things started falling apart was like a little bit of 300 years ago if they have rangers specifically to get rid of the white orchids yeah like who knows i yeah, yeah i don't know um but then she makes it to the last part of this clue where it's just like she basically is just, like, asleep, is supposed to stay on this hill and wait for someone to come find her. Mm-hmm. And then she sees Shay and David and this guy, Croy, mm-hmm. which I think is a stupid name. But, like, also justice for Croy. He was just, like, he knew something and no one believed him. Yeah, I pictured Croy, and I feel like this explains Croy so well with very curly red hair. Oh, I can see it. And a fair complexion. Um, Because, yeah, the first thing Croy does is, like, cool, we have to, like, see if there's any bugs on you. And they find one on her hoverboard, and she's immediately like, shit, I'm caught! And they're like, no, there's trackers on every hoverboard, you're fine. And then Croy is like, hmm, suspicious, and then just keeps pushing her being like, is that spaghetti? Can I have all your spaghetti? Hey, how much spaghetti is in there? May I have spaghetti? Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, Croy's, Croy's not sold on Tally. And, and like, the spaghetti will come back because this is how much it shows he distrusted Right? Her. It's, he's like... He counts. He needs a hobby. Yeah. He <laughs> counts how many days it took her to get there and then, like, subtracts it by how yeah. much spag goli... Spag bowl. Spag bowl that she said that she had came with and then realized that there was, like, yeah, he's less like, than what she said. He was like, hey, said. Tally, um, you said it took you, like, 14 days to get here, but you had so much spag bowl left over, so it's like... Why would you start out with 42 and end with this number? And then Tally's like, uh, I mean, I didn't really, like, count the amount I bring. It was just, like, an estimate. And he's like, oh, okay. Croy's the kind of boyfriend who downloads the Flow app and then is like, babe, you're actually behaving this way because you are menstruating. (laughs) No, Croy's like the guy of, like, oh, you like video games? Name five. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Uh, but, like, he was also right about her. So, like... He was right, and then it seems like... Honestly, Croy is such a, a small part of the book, but I yeah. have so many thoughts on Croy the most for some reason. Right? And Croy, like, you made an opinion about him. Yeah. Him and also the boss was somebody who I felt like he was oh. described so well that, like, he had two small scenes in the book, and I was like, I wanted to see more of him. I really did like the boss. Um, but, yeah, so the first place Shay takes Tally is to see the boss... And he's not actually the boss, that's just what he calls himself. He runs the library. Yes. And that's where they handle all the work assignments. Yep. So they had traveled to where they picked Tally up, which was this big uh, rock in this clearing. And they kind of have to travel a ways away from the rock because where they are dropped off is by pretties who were rangers. Mm -hmm. And they have to travel to the smoke. And when I saw the smoke in my head, I kind of 
picture like an aerial view and the dust clears. And it's kind of like that hidden town and lost, but it's like the Midwest version. So instead of palm trees, there's like lots of big pine trees. Everything's made out of wood. Like it's some little house on the prairie shit. Yeah, see, I, I pictured, like, season one of the 100, because they're just, like, living, like, straight out of the woods there. Mm-hmm. They do live in a spacecraft that crashed, but I, that's not in this version, so. I do forget about that difference. sometimes, too, because I will picture it, like, the town in, I'm like, okay, it's like Pilgrim time, it's like Pocahontas. Yeah. But they're, it's an inclusive Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> because there's, nice no say. One, there's no one to colonize out there, except for the bunnies. Yes. And they're colonizing the deadly orchids. Oh, yes, exactly. (laughs) Everyone is dead at this point. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the smoke just seems very, it's very, it reminds me, like, like, yeah, just very, like, summer camp, but, like, forever. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's what I'm describing. Um, But, yeah, and so, Tally gets taken to, like, the library, and this is when she first is, like, now's my chance. Like, I need to activate this so I, like, just don't even think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And this little bitch spends the entire time just being like, I don't know if I should activate it, but I don't want to stay here, but I don't want to hurt my friend. Oh, yeah. Tally is extreme ADD putting off the most important thing, being like, um, uh, mm, okay, well, while I'm in the library, let me just flip through magazines. And, like, and she goes, that's what an eating disorder was? Yeah, that was really funny that they are like, oh, this is what they talked about in school, the skinny disease, and it's just, like, anorexia. Yeah. They're like, this, this is why we're disease. all the same size. <laughs> To fight this skinny disease. Also, I don't know if this was ever said in the book, but she also has, like, a huge problem with cutting down trees. Yeah. And I still don't get why. I don't know. That wasn't explained a ton. They're basically trying to, uh, Charlie gets put on, like, the, the path crew. I forget what they were called. But all they're doing is, like, remaking railroad tracks to use their hoverboards on. So they have to, like, cut through trees. But they don't want to cut down all of the trees. Exactly. It seems like, and they boast this whole book, they're like, oh, we're so environmentally friendly, we're sustainable, and blah, blah, blah. And then she'll have a problem with cutting trees. And I'm like, okay, is this because you're environmentally friendly? Or are you like... Ew, blue working class. Uh, take me back to the city. I think she. I think it was more environmentally friendly. I think so too. But I like to think Tally is classist, though. <laughs> <laughs> you would. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah. So also a big thing here is Shay has a huge crush on David. That's like oh, introduced yeah. like right when we meet Shay. David coming in to get her from that hill. Like mm-hmm. she has a huge crush on David and. Tally's just like, hmm, okay, weird. And in my head, David looks like an approachable H&M model. With a bit I, of a gap between his teeth. I can see that. Okay, I, like, I also picture David as, like, extremely hot. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like woodsy hot. And, exactly. Like, we all know we fuck David. I keep stopping myself from looking up who is playing him in the Netflix series. <laughs> I, oh my god, it better be somebody good. I don't want to look until we're done with this. We, yeah, we, oh my god, we could blind ourselves, like, blind react to it and just <gasps> not try to look at it at all. That would be fun. Okay, uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves oh my god we are um, so uh the boss is like you're here to work yay so they give her like the trade job like, yeah blah, blah, blah. and they get lunch the next day and everyone is hanging on to every word they said or, like, i says. think that's what tally tally just loves like being the center of attention because she's never been it before yep so that's why she's not hitting this pennant because she's like oh my god people love me here yeah and they get to work her whole job she's pulling up the metal tracks from the railroad and she's kind of having a good time with yeah, it. Yeah, she's like, this isn't so bad. Mm-hmm. And then kind of things, like, her and David start becoming pretty good friends. 
Yeah, it's kind of like you can read it and you're like, okay, well, obviously I get where this is going. But he kind of steals her away to a little cave. Yeah, he's like, here's this little cave that crashed. And she's like, was there people inside? And he's like, I don't know, babe. He's like, there's ghosts, but I'll protect you. Yeah, and he, and like David immediately is like, you know, I just feel like you, like, you're so different from these other people that come to the smoke because, like, you're the only person who has ever made this trip by themselves. And she's like, holy shit, what I am? And he's like, yeah, and that's why I can trust you. And I was like, no. Oh, yeah. He's like, you know what? Let me tell you so many secrets that people who have lived here for years, I'm not going to tell them ever. I'm not a runaway. My parents are doctors. They operated on people. Yeah. I was actually born here. He's like, cool. I have all this secrets I've never told anybody. I've known you for three days. Let me unload it on all of you. And Tally's excited because it's trauma bonding time. Oh, and man. You know, they're in it for the long yeah, run. Yeah, so David's like, he one admits he was born in the smoke, so he's not from an ugly town. Mm-hmm. He admits that his parents were doctors who worked on the pretty surgery, and they ran away and started the smoke. And that's when he tells them that they were, like, able to reverse the pretty surgery. Mm-hmm. And then Tally's, this is, like, Tally's big moment of, like, oh, if I use the pendant, I'm, like, destroying people's lives. Yep, so she just uh, doesn't really use it, but also doesn't come up with any proactive no, solutions. All she, is it, all she does is continue to sit on it. <laughs> so the next day, they're off to their little trade job again, and Tally's like, okay, maybe I could be working class. And David's like, by the way, I've noticed your little dainty hands your are getting blister- Your hands are so scratched up. So here's some gloves that I put my heart and soul into making. And Shay's Pins. Oh my gosh, she's so mad. I felt so bad for I Shay. I know, and it was just, oh man, it was just, you know, we never thought Shay would be this type of person, but then we were like, of course Shay would be this type of person. Mm-hmm. She's pissed that so, David likes Tally. Exactly. They're cutting up some brush and shit that I don't know because I'm a pretty uh, book girl, and Croy and Tally are partners, and this is where Croy mathematically is a genius. Yeah. He goes all beautiful mind Russell Crowe on <laughs> And it's like, okay, so here's the thing. You said that you had maybe 15 packets altogether, um, but now you're saying that you have more. And 12 plus 6 plus 8 is 26. So you actually have this much more. And we're like, okay, let's calm down calm right down. now. And then Tally's all stressed out, and then Shay's all mad, and she talks to Shay, and she's like, they're having that classic miscommunication. Uh, they're having the heart, like this heart-to-heart where Shay's pissed at Tally. It's like, Shay, you should be mad at David. She's like, you don't have to lie about this, I know. And Tally's like, oh my god, you know what, I, I know that you you know, and Croy knows. And Shay's like, Croy? And Tally's like, David? Yeah. And then Shay does a really sad thing where she's like, look at my hands. And then her hands are just like beat up. And she's like, yeah, and David gave you the gloves, and you've been here, like, two days. Yeah, and she's like, does he at least know about, like, the fact that you're wearing a necklace that some other boy gave to you? And Tally's like, I'm gonna tell him. And she's like, yeah, fucking right. Yeah, she's, like, convenient. Yeah, she doesn't say that, but she, it's like, that's the tone it's set in. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then, so yeah, so they're having that whole thing, um, I actually, okay, and I do want to touch on this, because I wrote this down, I put a star next to it, because I wanted to bring it up. Mm-hmm. I do like the way that Scott Westerfeld writes female characters, and that is so hard to find mm. in a male author. That is true. He does a really good he job. He does a really good job. I can see, like, both of these sides of people. Also, it's like, I'm not, I haven't been annoyed with them yet at all, no. and honestly, it's like, that's pretty hard to do. The only, like, pseudo- 
female protagonist I feel like I liked was um, uh, Bev in It, but then they have the fucking female origin scene. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, that was I, like a real obvious God, bummer. could you imagine if like this series also ended with just a huge orgy? It doesn't, but that'd be funny. That um, would be, I don't, every, I t- every time we it. have a strong female character, we have to tear her down like a hundred times. Yeah, so um, then, I don't know, Tally and David have another moment where, but how long has this girl been here? Because now he's like, meet my parents. Yeah, I, I wrote like, whoa, David, a little fast there. Like they sneak away in the night. She's been there for maybe a week at this point. Like it's not long. Yeah, and Tally's like, well, why do you like me more than Shay? And she's like, because you're pretty. And she goes, what? And then she's like, but, but my face. And he's like, well, you're pretty on the inside. And, and Tally's baffled by this. And Tally's like, you think I'm prettier than Shay? He's like, yeah, I like you. What the fuck is wrong with you? So he doesn't Tally, say that, but it's implied. Tally is so excited because she is getting gassed the fuck up. So she's like, why would I? I have my number one fan here. Why would I tell him? Yeah. And, oh, and so Tally's trying to like wrap her mind around like, why does this guy like me so much for my personality? What? And here again, I cannot tell if it was just in Shay's head or if Shay and David had a thing, but she's like, why don't you like Shay? And he's like, because she changes her mind all the time. And he was upset that she didn't come the first time she said that she was going to come to the smoke. But honestly, maybe he's just like, I love my hometown. Yeah, I think, honestly, the way I read it, it sounded like Shay liked, had a crush on David, but David didn't have a crush on her. Mm-hmm. And that's how I read it. Because, like, even the way he's talking about her, it's not like, we tried, it didn't work out. Or I just like, oh, she came off too strong. He's just kind of like... Jay's just not really my type, and hasn't been, like, this entire time. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Well, anyway. Shay doesn't even matter, because Tally's about to meet his parents. Tally's about to meet his parents, and then Tally's like, did Shay meet his parents? Like, what's going on? And it's like, Tally, no, like, he doesn't like Shay like that. Um, and these parents were past doctors, and 249, on in my book, love this page, because the doctors were on a special committee for morphological standards, and it was called the, the Pretty, Pretty committee. committee. I want, wow, click call back. Everything comes full circle. I screamed. I, yeah, I almost texted you, and then I was like, wait, I don't think Maggie's at this part yet, so we'll talk about it on the podcast. Um, yeah, and their house actually sounds really pretty. It's like a whole house, like, smashed into the wall of a mountain. It sounds really cool. Yeah, I pictured that in, like, open, like, floor-to-ceiling windows. Yeah, that's how I pictured it, too. Um, and the biggest thing, you know, Tally, like, meets Az and Maddie, which are David's parents' name, and Mm -hmm. she's like, why do you guys look alike? That was really cute. I mean, not not her being so fucking dumb. But it was just like, well, we passed down like things to David that are like the like family things, like big nose, and he's yeah. a part of us. And I was like, oh, that's cute. That was sweet. Um, but then you know they they have some tea, and Tally has to learn what tea is because that's the thing she does, both what she's uh, drinking and what she's about to get. In terms going of back to it, the more we recount this, I'm like, Scott did a really good job of making Tally not know what things are, but like not sound like a really dumb bitch. Yeah, like, what? Like it's just like it's just very much like she's unfamiliar with these things. Yeah, she's very social. It's yeah, it's, yeah. Um, but she catches on pretty quick. So the parents start talking about how they would change the uglies to pretties, and they were studying the new pretties, and they found that there were lesions in their brains, which are just basically like a clump of cells, but yeah. obviously uh, interferes with how you think. And some of the pretties didn't have these lesions. And that's when they find out 
that these lesions change pretty brains. And that's why everybody who's pretty just is so agreeable all the time. Exactly. They're just um, submissive. And the people who don't have the lesions are, you guessed it, important government jobs like firefighters, wardens, doctors, politicians, and special circumstances. circumstances. And I first wrote down, like, wow, police isn't included here. And then I was like, oh, it's because special circumstances is the police. Got it, got it, got it. Let's take it. Let's take it back. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, and Tally's just, like, trying to, like, wrap her head around this whole thing because she's like... Oh my god, that makes so much sense, and I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Fuck, and I like Natalia was like, "Shit, I wanted that surgery my entire life, and like, what does that mean?" Like, and they're kind of talking to Tally about like, you know, we know there's a way to reverse it, and we've been trying to like kind of study it out here for a really long time, but like, we haven't been able to find anything because we don't have the technology for it, we don't have the resources. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, how they started gaining people's trust in the smoke was they started taking a pill that turned them, or not turned them ugly, but kind of like reversed them back to the state of ugliness, which I don't know. Maybe if you take a pill and you start becoming ugly, maybe you start becoming smarter when you're ugly. The takeaway is beauty is not everything. <laughs> it's kind of what the book's about, yeah. And page 260 is like really important because no one else in the smoke knows this besides Tally. And she asked David, she's like, well, why don't you tell people? Because obviously some uglies go back when they're done with this and they become pretties. And he's like, a lot of them wouldn't believe us. Or if they did, they would go back to the city to try to rescue their friends. And eventually the city would find out what we were saying. Yeah. And would hunt us down. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. It's like, you know that these people, you can't tell them. And if they do go off you're yeah. just like oh I'm just like well what can you do bye I guess I appreciated um, this time together yeah and so you know they leave David's parents house and you know Tally's brain is still spinning and David's just like trying to give her a compliment and she won't take yeah, it yeah there's it's a really sweet moment where it's he so says, cute I think you're beautiful because of what's on the inside and to get Tally begins to lecture him on vanity He's like, I'm not programmed. I didn't grow up in a city. And she's like, it's not just culture. It's evolution. Homegirl, he is smarter than you. Listen to him. Like, listen to him. He's also trying to flirt with you. Like, get it. I laughed a lot at this because David said the scratches on her face is what made him interested. And she responds, that's crazy. Imperfect skin is a sign of a poor immune system. And it has sat with me for, like, ever. That was the biggest compliment I've gotten because I was born with perfect skin. Yeah. And I treat my body like shit, but I have a great immune system. So honestly, maybe Scott Westerfield is onto something. (laughs) Oh man, who knows? But this like weird exchange of Tally refusing to say thanks uh, ends with them kissing. Yeah. Which is cute. Yeah, and then he, like, is holding her little heart necklace or pendant or whatever Dr. Cable gave her in her romantic goodbye. Yeah. And he's like, what about your necklace? And she's like, shh, shh, shh let yeah. me show you something. I know, yeah, and he's, like, kind of, he's been very accepting, because, like, even when she tried to bring it up to him earlier, he's like, oh, I saw that necklace, like, I don't care, because, like, I don't know, like, if that person shows up, they show up, but they're not here right now. And she's just like, shh, yeah, and we're she's not going like, to get to that. And yeah, and so then, you know, Tally runs away and she throws the necklace in the fire. Yeah. And then... And it's like one of those moments where he's like, God, it's dramatic and hot, just like you. 
He didn't say that. He was just like, why'd you do that? And she's like, it just felt like the right thing to do. I like to think David's always like, oh, Tally, and then just boots her on the nose. He's like, boop, you're so funny. Haha, you're so cute and dumb. Let me teach you things. Um, And she falls asleep, and who shows up the next morning? Special circumstances. Oh, God. And that's where we leave off with part two. Yep. It's just special circumstances was there. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yeah. That's... That's that. That's it. She did it. Um, she did it to herself. Yeah, she yeah. fucked up, and we're gonna find out more of why she fucked up in, in the, the next, next ep- episode, which is gonna be next week. Um, but before we wrap this episode up, we have a pretty fun top five. Uh, we always have fun top fives. Let's not sell ourselves short. That's fair. Um, so we have made a top five for. Yep. Uh, the top five things that Tally should have done with the pendant besides throwing it in the fire. Because that's clearly why special circumstances showed up, because she destroyed it. Since it goes, since our most inventive are at the bottom, since we kind of ran out of memory space in our brains, I think we should go one to five. Let's do it. Let's shake things up for this episode. Okay. Okay. Uh, number one, she should have tied it to a bird. Tie it to a bird and it'll fly away. Easy. If you have the means to do it in the smoke, tie it to a missile. It'll get there faster. Do they have missiles in the smoke? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think they do. <laughs> if they have like a balloon or something, it could just float away. Speaking of floating, number two, we put Chuck in a river. Chuck it in a river. Easy. It'll float downstream or upstream it depending be, on the river. It might be faster than the bird. Exactly. We don't know how fast the birds are in the future. <laughs> the river might have expedited shipping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three, hot one. Nothing. If she just held on to the pendant, couldn't get destroyed in signals of special circumstances. Exactly. And if it's a cute pendant, like how I'm thinking, you might want it forever anyways. Exactly. It's just like, just keep it in like a little like glass case so it can't get ruined. Number four, she should have given it to the trading post because it's going to sit there forever. And she probably could have gotten some nice stuff for it. Exactly. It's like, here's this fancy piece of jewelry that is useless. Give me seven sleeping bags. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Number five, this was when our, our brains were on airplane mode, basically, but we said, very inventive, rent an Airbnb in the outskirts of town and leave it there. Get and, to the homeowner. And this, and, and this uh, thought exists that, uh, well, uh, the smoke, it has to be illegal. Airbnbs are allowed to happen still. Exactly. Make a t- maybe take an Easter getaway with your love, David. Do people go on vacations in this book? Like, are there we have holidays? no idea. I have no clue. Like, I remember in, like, the later part of this book Tally I think talks about or like Tally talks about going to like the ocean with her family once oh she did yeah who knows who knows Um, but yeah that's it for part two tune into part three and maybe there'll be a little easter egg in there speaking of easter that you might find out there are holidays in this world are there no there's not I just wanted to leave them on a cliffhanger (laughs) as if the cliffhanger of special circumstances showing up isn't big enough. No, 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 it has to be a holiday. <laughs> hey, listener, maybe there's uh, holidays. Maybe in part three it's Christmas. <laughs> we just fast forward. <laughs> and they're like, man, wasn't it crazy when special circumstances showed up? This is like the stupidest thing to me. Uh, 
<laughs> well, listeners, uh, we have fun here, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna take a break uh, while we go and uh, do episode three, which is not episode three, part three. Yeah, it's coming out a week from this episode. Mm-hmm. That's right, we're doing weekly episodes for this series, which we're really excited about. Yeah, honestly, we're ripping through it pretty fast, and it's actually exciting to read. So we can't, we want to get it out before we forget. You want to know what I've been thinking about? Like, it took us fourteen clickbooks to cover a year and a half. And we've already covered, like, months in just one book here. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, Scott Westerfeld uses his time well. He gets to the point he likes to move on. And that's what we love about him. It's pretty brave that Lacey Harrison made the click a time-traveling book as well. He has a time travel as it moves linearly. She she walked so Hermione Granger could get the time time spinner and, and figure it out later. We are on one today. I love right. it. Oh. Uh, okay, well, listeners, uh, if you're listening to us right this very moment, if you could just do us uh, a really solid favor and rate us five stars, uh, we, we would like that. I'm going to be honest. We'd really like that. We'd really enjoy we it. We would really enjoy it. Uh, and tell a friend about us. Tell two friends if you want to. Um, we're all, we're almost taught R-rated, 69 ratings on <laughs> Yeah, if you act now, you could be the 69th rating on iTunes. <laughs> and, uh, I think that's the note we have to leave it on. Uh, we're, we're dying so. to get to 69 ratings on Yahweh Reddit. Um, mm-hmm. I have been Laura. That uh, is, and I'm Maggie. And that is Maggie. And we're gonna see you next week. I'm not gonna see you, you're gonna hear us next week. But we love you. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. You were just listening to an Audiment podcast.